Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Possibly. Well, definitely for the last time in this house. Oh, I thought you were going to say ever, and I was about to <laughs> jump for joy. We don't have to keep doing this if you okay. don't want to. Sure. Why was that so easy? Huh? Why was that so what? easy? What? Look, if you don't want to do this, it's fine. I don't particularly enjoy having to listen to your movie opinions either. Yeah, but people love me because I'm funny. You overestimate... You overestimated about five different things in that one sentence. <laughs> what I was saying was this is definitely the last time we're recording in this house, but it's possibly the last time we're recording on this couch or even the other couch because we're getting a new couch. It's going to be... Old couch, this couch, that couch... Redfish, blue couch, <laughs> dim couch. Uh, One couch, two couch, red couch, blue couch, old couch, new couch, blue couch. I'm trying to do it. It's one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, black fish, blue fish, old fish, new fish. This one has a little car. This one has a little star. Say what a lot of fish there are. It's so trying to replace the word fish with couch. And you failed. Yeah, it was terrible. It's June 28th, 2022. It's the new here. Happy birthday! To my favorite person in the world, Carly Coffee. And one of the few people who still listens to the show, even though she's probably weeks behind. No, no, she she keeps on point. I mean, what else do you got to do? Hey, that's fucking rude. <laughs> you fucking rude. She's busy. That's rude. When you're hearing me diss you right now, Carly, text me and let me know what you were doing. Thank you. Uh, if you're new here, we make fun of our listeners and our friends. And that's why we have three people who listen yeah. to Now two people who listen to this show. In between talking Making fun about, of each other. In between making fun of each other and talking about our, our lives and the random things in the world. Uh, and then talking about a random movie that we watched. As today, we're doing for the 400th time. The 400th. Episode, and that's not even accurate because this is only the 400th like movie episode we've had. Because obviously, we've had episodes where I, I don't number you know the, the Mullet Award shows or anything else, or the Patreon, the Patreons stuff. and stuff. But this is our 400th uh, official episode. episode, yeah. And we've and we you know watch it's not like our 400th movie because we do watch series and stuff. How many movies would you say we've watched? I could probably, uh, I, I haven't, I've been, like the X Men ones well, and stuff. Like we've had three, I've been on bad one about episode. keeping up because what I do is after the movies, I also do I have an IMDb profile, so I do the ratings on IMDb. To oh, help right, track right, you have it. an IMDb profile. 
For, so, for your starring role in... Uh, fuck you, that's not what I was getting at. Great So movie. 452 movies have been rated on IMDb, mm. um, but that was from the Brave Little Toaster, so probably that was only a couple weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, so about 460-ish movies Got it. we've watched, you know. Uh, yeah, this has been, actually, it's always around this time of year where I need to check our anniversary. Uh, yeah, we're about a month away from our eight-year yeah, anniversary, July, July um, end of July of 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides the first year of the podcast, it's all been in this house right here, right in this spot. I'm going to miss the old place. Damn, I we could we could just call the whole thing off. No, we can't. <laughs> I, uh, I I I've gotten sentimental about like leaving like cities. Like like obviously when you go off to from high school to college, you know it's like an emotional thing because you know normal friends and your family and and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, which kind of plays into the the movie we're gonna be talking about today. Um, I wasn't really emotional when we left Gainesville. Well, because we were over it at that point. We were. I was sad to leave like our last. I loved our last like apartment. Oh my god! I know. I'm so upset that we took so long to get in there. Yeah, I loved that place. We were only there a year, so I was a little sad about that. Wasn't like emotional. Right, but but like by that time, like everyone who made Gainesville, Gainesville had moved on. Sure, yeah. We were moving at the same time as Rich, and like that was kind of our exactly our thing, and Um, so. But I'll be sad to leave this place. I mean, this is this is our the first home we ever owned mm-hmm. this is where we you know where Jilly grew up you know from you know baby baby to... until now a, a, a child like a almost said an adult child she's an adult child she seriously she's is. an adult child yeah uh yeah you know it's gonna, I'm gonna miss it. it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird but I'm so excited I'm very excited I'm very excited can't wait um for another 400 episodes in that house minimum oh at least yeah yeah, I, like I said, I'm probably it gonna do it. Eight years to do 400 episodes. That's about right. That's so, pathetic. Well, so I'm trying pathetic. to. I'm trying to do the trajectory. So, for Podswoggle, we hit 500 episodes no in 10 Pod- years. Oh man! But that sucks. But well, the difference was when we first started. The first you know two or three years, we weren't on a consistent schedule. Like we did an episode whenever. So we might have an episode like once a month, or we might do like three episodes in a weekend. You know what I mean? Uh, for this, we were every week except for 2015. We ran two episodes a week for a little while. Um, so that kind of elevated our, that kind of expedited our, our numbers. Right. Um, and we've missed very few weeks, just like when Jillian was born and, you know, other times. Like, we almost debated skipping this week, but I was like, no, we never, like, said, like, goodbye to the house on the show because that's a thing. Goodbye, Mullet House! <laughs> What was your voice for this house that you did for Jillian? Do you remember? Oh, God, no. You, you know how many times, how many different voices I've assigned to things? Jillian I'm really trying to keep track. The... Oh, what voice is this? Is that the house or my foot? <laughs> or Fernando the chip clip. Um, Jillian loves the personification of things around her. She just loves when... Yeah, because I'm hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She just loves when you make an idiot of yourself. Yeah, I do it on a regular basis. It's great. So they know. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we've been incredibly busy packing. We should be packing right now because uh, we do move in five days. Um, like, that's the other thing. I think the problem well, is like there's not actual an actual rush. Because, four like, days. If, if if we're a few days late, then like oh, guess what? Like uh, we're just costing us like fifty dollars a day. It's like staying at a shitty red roof inn. Um, I mean, I want that money because <laughs> I want to buy other things for our new house, but. Uh, 
the majority of it, most of it will be out uh, on Saturday. Um, but we're still working very busy and stressful jobs. And um, this regulates me. This, you know, this helps handle it all is one last time. Our big milestone episode, 400 episodes. Doing this with you. Aw, that's nice. like the nicest thing you've said. Yeah, I hate it. With that said, it is time. We, we don't. I mean, we've been too busy to watch, right? We haven't. We didn't go to the movies no. this weekend. Mm-mm. We haven't watched anything new or anything nope. different. Been too busy packing and doing other things. Uh, so let's just get into the movie for today. Um, we have many different gimmicks on the show. Of course, we have our random movie selection. We have our nominated movies. Back it up. Uh, back and forth, we have our pick 'em off series. Sometimes we have our guest stars. Uh, we, we have a plethora of things. But every fifty episodes, what we were doing previously was we were taking the highest rated movie on IMDb we did not own and watching it. That got to be a little tiresome, and it also got to be difficult in terms of what the movies are to procure because of our, our very strict ownership rules. So we pivoted um, basically at episode 350 um, by happenstance, because Tope was on that episode, where Tope's movie that he wanted to do was Goodfellas, which just so happened to be the highest rated movie on IMDb that neither one of us had seen that we own. So that's the new gimmick for every 50 episodes, is whatever the highest rated movie is on IMDb's all-time rated movies that we happen to own and just haven't watched, that's what we're going to do. Which right, is neither of us have Neither watched. one of us, yeah. So, so I'll quickly, I can quickly go through the list to get us to here. Um, why is it not giving me that? Here we go, top rated movies. So, number one, Shawshank Redemption we've done for the show. That was from our original thing. Godfather, I've seen. Dark Knight, I've seen. Godfather Part 2, I've seen. 12 Angry Men, did for the show. Schindler's List, we did for the show. For the show. Uh, Lord of the Rings, you've seen. And it's also, we're doing individual movies still. Pulp Fiction, did for the show. Another Lord of the Rings, Good, Bad, Ugly, we did for the show. War Scump, did for the show. Fight Club, I've seen. Inception, did for the show. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, you've seen. Empire Strikes Back did for the show. Matrix, I've seen. Then Goodfellas. Now, I don't know if this changed. I want a ruling on this. Because I, I, I knew that this movie and uh, today's movie, It's a Wonderful Life, were around each other on the list. So I don't know if this, like, like passed these movies. Because it's above Seven Samurai as well. Which I find that weird. That seems wrong. Uh, it's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That Have you seen that movie before? Yes, I've seen one. Oh, so I the think... Jack yeah. Nicholson? Yes. Oh, okay. so, yes, I've seen it. So that's it. why. I, I was like, I, I was like, because I've never seen the whole thing. Oh, I, no, I've seen it. Okay, so that's that's why that we did address it before. So you've seen it. Seven we've seen. Seven Samurai we did. So It's a Wonderful Life is today's, um, which is number 21 on the list. Um, I'll go ahead and just tell you what 450 will be. So... Sons of the Lambs, I've seen. City of God, we've done for the show. Saving Private Ryan, I've seen. Life is I've be- never seen that. Life is Beautiful, which is the movie that made us change this gimmick. So I'm like, I just don't want to watch Life is Beautiful. That's just depressing. Uh, we don't own it, so that gets skipped. The Green Mile, we've both seen. So number 27 on the list, episode 450 of the podcast, will be Interstellar. The Christopher Nolan, oh. uh, Matthew McConaughey, two hour and 50 minute space epic. Cool. So we'll be watching that uh, in early June 2023, essentially. Uh, but today it is It's a Wonderful Life. Probably like the most famous movie that neither one of us yeah. ever, like, like the fact that neither one of us has seen it, which we'll get into right away after you read the, it's the, the box. It's uh, absurd. Yeah, I don't know how I've avoided this for 35 years. Yeah, ago. it's really absurd. But um, everything's packed, so 
So I have to read it so off my this phone. Off Amazon, Samantha, read it off the phone. Yeah, I already so, checked the front of the package. There wasn't anything okay, besides the but title. But I so. just have to like zoom in. So yeah, just, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, so just bear with me while, because like it cuts off some words mm-hmm. and stuff sometimes. Okay. It's one of those ageless movies that improves with age. Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. Voted the number one most inspiring film of all time by AFI's 100 Years, 100 Mo- Cheers. I'll, I'll let that slide because you were scrolling. Before. I was scrolling. But that's the only time I'm going to do that. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life has had just that. With the endearing message that no one is a failure who has friends, Frank Capra's heartwarming masterpiece continues to endure and after 70 years this beloved classic still remains as powerful and moving as the day it was made Remember yeah because well nice because of you. well because of the spacing of it are you, are you couldn't read that like that i could have read that i can't read it like that no my eyes have glasses my eyesight's bad i have to have it larger whatever so how have we both never seen this movie i I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have a theory for both of us. Number one, for you, it's a Christmas movie. Well, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, so you, you know, around the holidays, well, number one, your birthday's Christmas Eve, so you're too busy thinking that everything's about you. Well, yeah, no, everyone decorated their houses for me, but no, I was too busy at the Chinese uh, Yeah. going to see the movies that came out like new movies <laughs> they, yeah you weren't at home out. I was at home play. and I w- also watched uh, The Wizard of Oz every year yeah, yeah. You, you had other traditions yes. and that's the, kind of the same thing for me is we always watch A Christmas Story on National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation like, yeah, the, yeah. Com- like the comedies mm. as opposed to, to this the movie the classics yeah. well um, I also just don't remember it being as prevalent in my childhood like so, from the research I, I this movie read came up out on... right around the time your mom was born. You wouldn't... Mom was probably born on this the day this movie came out. Uh, this wasn't a success when it came out. It was, it, was, it was lukewarm reception, but it got nominated for a lot of Academy Awards. And then over time, especially when, you know, you know the advent of television and movies around the holidays played around it that's when it got became elevated into this all-time holiday movie and then it just transcended into this all-time movie as well yeah um but that was you know in the 70s and 80s but it, I, we were going to watch this movie with jillian because that hundred movies you have to see Be- when you're when a kid you, book like has this up. movie in it and i was it like does. okay and then we, like we saw i was like oh it's two hours and 20 minutes and, and it's, it's black and white black and white there's not like it, there's yeah. it's not a comedy even though there's some funny parts in it. Yeah, we just didn't think it would be a So we decided it's not against like Wizard it. of Oz that Wizard of Oz starts off black and white, yeah. but then you have And the I think that's probably stuff. part of it for me as well. Like honestly I'm gonna ask my mom, like, hey, have you seen It's a Wonderful Life before? Like what do you think of it? Because I just I knew the references. I knew sure. every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings from other things. I knew Merry Christmas Movie House. I knew uh throw a lasso around the moon. Like those are just, you know, famous movie moments that somebody that has a movie podcast and someone that's been watching and studying film for 25 years, just you, you pick up on after time. Sure. Uh, absolutely. But, but actually sitting down and watching the whole thing. It wasn't thing high on the priority knowing, list because it didn't seem like it needed to be, which was, I think an incorrect assumption. Absolutely. Oh yeah. 
I'm this very, is, I'm very mad. This was absolutely this was fantastic. Amazing. This is this was an incredible movie. Which, such a great which, movie. like, yeah, like what, what a, what a hot take, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 2022 as a 35 year old man, man, it's a wonderful life is just a fantastic movie. Look, but I think it's it's really good because it did come out 75 years ago at this point, 46. Yeah. So it came out 75 years ago and. It still has a lot of the same, like, things happening, a lot of the same, like, well, I th- overtures, I, themes, things like that. I mean, it's, I think it just, I think it just goes to stand on how good it is and how well it works is that it, it stood the test of time, stood the test of time both sure. in terms of, like, the story and well, how it looks. Think all of it. Just think of how, think of what makes a movie popular and endure right so a lot of it is childhood memories or like being around the holiday so that helps but also like as we talk about this is number 21 on imdb's like all-time like rated movies right so this also holds a lot of um what's the word i'm looking for a lot of esteem Mm -hmm. with film people with movie right, people right. like this is a great fucking movie and it is it's a great fucking movie so like i'm sitting there i i think another reason why i kind of avoided it for so long or just like didn't think about it was i just assumed that it was going to be pretty hokey right like it's a wonderful yes. life yeah the things i'm talking about that i referenced before that people know about the movie you know are either kind of silly or very like chicken soup for the soul. Yes, and, yes, I think and, that's a fair assessment. And in the when we grew up the '90s and the 2000s and even today, there's a naturally pessimistic attitude about sure. those sort of things. Well, so I just was like, well, this is just going to be some schmaltzy, yes. hallmarky type thing. Absolutely. And it's like one of the most genuine movies I've ever seen. Exactly. Like, and I thought, oh my gosh, it's like about this like self-sacrificial to a fault main character mm-hmm. and it was just gonna be like one of those like like sugary sweet but it was it came from such a genuine place it's like so relatable it's like I just found it fascinating yeah. that they were able to like through the narrative of the story and, and the storytelling the way that they structured it they were able to impart so much like I knew everything about this guy like you know, you learn so much, and, and they have. The, I mean, they tell a story from when he was a kid mm-hmm. to when he's a grown man, and it's still. It doesn't feel like it's a long movie at all. He no. says two and a half hours doesn't feel like no, it, it at, feel all. Like at all. But it, it it keeps this through line, and I think it does such a great job of telling the story and making it very relatable. Well, also, I also felt like it. It, it was surprising to me because for all the, the things I referenced before that people know about the movie, I had so many preconceived notions and that, that were that were misguided about it. Like, I always assumed that the movie... I, I knew the movie was about George Bailey, down on his luck. An angel comes and shows him, you know... What life would be like What life would be without him and whatever. I assumed that was, like, the movie. And, like, that's, like, the last half hour of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Like, you get, like, the whole buildup of, like, how he gets to that point... To there, um, when you were talking a few moments ago, you were talking about how relatable it is, and it's relatable in many different aspects. It's relatable just in terms of the world we live in today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
positions of power and money and what people will do with what them. people will do with them and what people that are trying you know their best will still fight and claw and do whatever they can for what's right uh but also it was relatable just as a 30 some odd yeah. white ma- dad that um it, it hit me it, it, this movie hit me a lot watching it uh yeah. Well, and I think I think it hit you a lot because, you know, you work tirelessly for your family. And yeah. there are a lot of things that you've wanted to do that we've talked about on this show that, you know, you don't, you don't get to do, unfortunately. You know, and that's the reality of our lives. You know, we have Jillian and everything like that. We have a house. Now we have a bigger house, bigger mortgage payment and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, um... And I think, like, the, the motto of the story, the um, no man is a failure who has friends, is, like, like you should get that as your tattoo <laughs> whenever you do, because there's not, there, there's not someone I know who has, like, genuinely more, like, friends, like, and you keep up with them, and, like, you I know. try, yeah. Y- you do. I, I mean, do. look, I talk... You know what, Carly's my favorite person? She's my only friend. <laughs> She's the one. She's my f- one friend, no. You texted her at 9.30 at night on her birthday. <laughs> no, because I wanted Jillian to make a video, and Jillian went to bed, and my day got crazy at work, and... But, right, so, like, Look, that's... But I do have more friends, but Carly's my favorite person, but, um... But, back to what I... My point was that before I was, like, trying to avoid getting emotional and crying on the podcast was, like, as I was sitting watching it, I was like, fuck... This is going to make me feel things. I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. I'm like, it's a wonderful life. It's the... Look, Daddy! It's that fucking movie. It's yeah. Margaret! You know, like... It's that movie. But, like, it's so... Uh, it's just... It's just evergreen. Like, that feeling of wanting to make something bigger of yourself and being... Trying to be a good, genuine person to everybody and having that feeling of like deserving it and like wanting to go out and do it and then not because of the person you ultimately are um, with your family ties with, you know, getting out, but needing to take care. Uh, it fucking, it hit like a ton of bricks by the end of the movie. Cause at the end of the movie, it's, you have, Everything that you need. You have your family. You have your friends. You have the people that, you know, provide and well, do for and you. Well, look, and, and, and the impact. I think that's also more so what it is. It's like you can't see the impact that you're making every day. Right. But when push comes to shove, that impact shows itself. Like with all those people raising all that money and coming to his rescue and everything like that. Yeah, it's, it's just be good to people. Right. Like, I was, he, like the, like they I'm didn't the right have two nickels see- to rub... To 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 rub together. Right, the scene in the car because I was sitting here. Oh, I was what, crying too. Silently crying as at the end. I of was the crying movie. too, but but that's it. It's like you know, kindness goes a long way, and people will do what they can to to pay it back, pay it forward. And it's but it, the thing that works for it so well is just how like we talked about how pure it is. It's like there's so many scenes in this movie that nowadays, if you were to even make it now. It would seem produced and false. We've never seen the Paddington movies, but it's one of the biggest things I've heard about the Paddington movies is that it just feels like this effortlessly whimsical and innocent 
like fun, and that's what this movie is. While also like delving into some pretty dark and deep themes and issues, right. like a scene like a scene at like the um, the graduation party. Uh, or even before that, so like the scene where he's having dinner with his family and they have this just like naturally familial, like, you yeah. know, joshing one another. Yeah. Um, and it, it, ta- it gets into George and his dad talking about his Him plans coming. and the business and like the maids coming through or not. And I was worried half the time she was like a slave and then I remember what the year it was, so I was okay. Um, cause like I was just waiting. That's again, that's the pessimism in me. It was like, oh, right. Like she's gonna be like mammy. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, it's like 1920, and she's just like kind of part of the family, and it's cool. All right, good. <laughs> like, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop, yeah. you know? Um, but then when they go and they have like the, the Charleston dance contest, and fucking Alfalfa, literally the kid that played Alfalfa and Little Rascals, like opens the pool up, and, and they, they have just the, go with it. Everyone just goes with it, and they like, it's like, that would seem like the most schmaltzy, right. cheesy, fucking thing ever yeah but they but just, it's just, it just works it just it's works just sweet it's it just, just works so with this and i think and i think that a lot of that i mean i think treat. a lot of it i think a lot of that has to do with like the times that this was made but i think also also a lot of it has to do with with jimmy stewart with james stewart yeah and, he was and, still he was still james then yeah he was still james but like i just think he he just he's the best he, he just encapsulated everything genuine and innocent and pure and like he his like reactions and arguments like with he like would just stand there and take it like when Mr. Potter was like yelling at him and, and everything and trying to take over the the bank and loan uh, mm-hmm. the building and loan and and he's like, no, 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 no. You know what? You know what? And then it came back and like had that passionate soapbox and everything like that. I thought like it just was really great. And to me, that felt so genuine because I'm like, that's kind of how it is. Like you're fine until you get pushed, like or until like the wrong thing is said. And it just, I just really enjoyed it. The- uh, I'm writing him down as MVP. Oh. There, there's, and look, there are some. Other very good performances in this. Oh movie. yeah, there are. Like it, I was shocked at what. Like usually when you watch these older movies, there's one or two people that stand out. I'm like, oh yeah, it was like the 40s and nobody really knew what they were doing yet. Yeah. Um, but like in this, like I mean, I have a couple, you know, LVPs, but they're kind of minor. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Stewart is just fucking epic in this. There's like three or four scenes where he absolutely demolishes it. So. The scene where he comes home, like, after the money has been lost. Like, that seems like my biggest fear in life. Like, oh, yeah. that scene of, like, I've had the worst. And, like, I've like I've done that before. Like, I've had that morning. I've had that day. I've had that weekend. Absolutely. I've had that week of, like, you Everything come home, is going wrong. Everything is on fire. And, and this, you're, this is And fine. this isn't what, no. And then, like, and this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. And you immediately go down that that path in your head of like I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm yeah. supposed and then to be you lash here. out and, and it's then not the people, intentional. The innocent people mm-hmm. who have nothing to do with it get it. I felt every fucking second of that and this movie came out before my mother was born. Like 
and he and he owns and and, and, and the other thing is powerful is because you've seen for for an hour and forty five minutes him just kind of be un unflappable. He's been flapped like when you know when the, there's the run on the bank and he's he has two dollars left, but he makes it work right. Yeah. And he gives all his honeymoon. He perseveres. Away. He survives. Yeah. And in that moment where like finally he feels like his goose is cooked. And you see him, unfortunately, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Deteriorate to become that person you don't want him to, to be. Mm-hmm. It's it fuck you fucking get it, you feel it, yeah, and yeah. he makes it work. And then to follow up with that, him at the bar, which I've also done and been, of just like the this this the prayer and the oh god and just like the tight on his face, having to you know try to come up with you know, any solution, and fortunately his solution is going to be, you know, what he ends up doing, because prior to that, of course, he went to the most evil person in the world, which, to some people, would even be more unfathomable than him taking his own fucking life, probably even so to, to him as well. He has just this look of madness on his face before um, he's going to do anything, and then he yeah. also has that same look when he goes in to save Clarence, and then it's like, he still does the right thing. Yeah. Like, he's still, it's... He's still a good soul, and that's it. It's like, it's like the wayward path, but he always comes back to his own. Like, even after he, he yelled at his family and everything, he was like, that remorse. You could see it in his face. You could feel it in his body language. When he's saying, I, I, I didn't mean to say that. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. You know, like, it, it, it was just, it's... It's like the everyman, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's the everyman. It's like, you, you, everyone's had that day. Everyone's had that happen. And yeah. it's just seeing it play out, it's like, yeah, that's it. Look, this was 19... I got it. That was 1946, right? We were yeah. in current times when that happened. Like, I, I the, think yeah. so. So let's I just say 1946, was... that was $8,000 then. Which I believe if I saw the math on it. So Potter offers him earlier $20,000 a year. Uh, which is the equivalent of like... I think it was like some three hundred. Oh, like, yeah, it was like three hundred grand nowadays. Yeah. Um, and like you see, so I, I don't know how to extrapolate that, but eight thousand is probably like like hundred grand, right? Six times. Six times. Or sixty times. I don't know. About ten times, I think. Yeah, maybe. So about like eighty, times. probably yeah, probably like eighty, probably, probably, probably close to hundred grand. Eighty-five thousand. I get fucking mad if I lose eight grand in twenty twenty-two. I get mad if I lose eight dollars. In 2022. Man, I once lost a pair of pants that had a $20 bill in it, and like, I couldn't salvage it, and was like, what the fuck? I mean, this was back when I was, like, 18. It's like, well, I'm going to have to go thumb a prostitute for 20 bucks, I guess. <laughs> you know? Um, like, I fucking get it. Um, yeah, it, it... It just it just hits. It just is so Yeah, well the done. whole thing just hits. There's just so many strong characters. Uh, did you have a favorite scene a lot of I mean them. yeah I mean we, we I've already discussed so many of them so many of them I really loved it um I thought he and um Mary had such great, great scenes chemistry. together they did also have my least favorite scene in the movie however I, w- I would which one so the scene where um she's back and he goes like he's I, I guess I just there's a couple things in the movie I still just didn't like get I don't know if it's like kind of the times it's of it probably all probably the times but you're like, not a romantic so I'm not so when he thanks so when she uh, so when he goes to see her after she's returned right and he's like 
dawdling outside, kind of like playing hard to get with it, and then no, comes... No, he just didn't make up his mind if he was going inside or not. Well, that, that too, but like, once he's inside, and he's kind of being standoffish, and you know, not really expressing interest, and then Wainwright calls, hee-haw, the original Big Bone. Um, like, it's just weird, like, they're like so close to each other for so long... It's the tension building. It's just, it's That's maybe tension, builds a little baby. bit too That's long. The and then when they finally get into it, like is that just how people like kissed and showed their love back then? They're kind of like nuzzle fucking with their mouths. Yeah. Like it was just That's really why... weird. It was a weird Ma- scene. Mom, moms ran back upstairs. She couldn't take it. It was just a very weird Look, scene. It was, it was my least favorite scene. In the it movie. was 1946. What year was it that they? Until what year did they have two separate beds for a married couple on television? So it's like the early 60s. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just like kind of I, it, take it, it back from that. It just was weird. That's, That's all. But anyway, to your point. Have you ever kissed like that? Come here. Let me nuzzle your face. Let's see. No, we're not lions. <laughs> uh, but we could be. No. The, the point you were making, I think, was the good chemistry they had. Which yes, I the, thought the, they had great chemistry. The first scene they have after the uh, the Charleston dance, and that's his his dad dies, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, his dad dies, and there she loses her um, her clothes, her, her clothes, robe. and she's in the bush. He's debating what to do. And yeah, like, that, I I think that's a great scene. There's a lot of girl. There's a lot of good like verbal slapstick in this, which mm-hmm. I like. It 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 is very. There's a lot of humor in it. Appropriate a lot of, of the heart. times, yeah. Bert and Ernie, yeah, which it's, is not where they got their name. It's just total coincidence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of good like that, verbal yeah. slapstick. That so just give. I mean, Clarence is kind of like a funny character and yep. what he does. Yeah, I'm shocked at how modern a 75 year old movie feels. Beyond like, like the story and the characterization and the theming being present today, like. There's, like, a lot of forward thinking about where, like, these type of, like, fantasy, for lack of a better word, big budget in terms of, you know, impact that it's going to make movies. Like, the, the way the movie starts with just, like, the sky and the, the angels, like, the stars. Oh, yeah. Just, like, kind of flashing I and love talking that to one narrative. another. I love the way that they did the narrative through I, I this. I love the way they did the narrative throughout it. Of uh, like like the flashbacks and catching Clarence up to speed, just there's so many great like stylistic things as well. So there's a lot of good like wipe edits. I, I thought the editing was great. Uh, of course, the, the production design and, the, and the, the sets are amazing as well. But there's like a one moment where like uh, George does something and like there's like a freeze frame and then it's the angels talking about like what had been happening in the flashback and they get back into it. I was like. It's fucking fucking forty six. Like yeah. TV isn't around yeah, yet. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it no. It, it really did a great job, and it felt very different up to anything we've seen to this point. But it kind of lent itself to a lot of things that happen in current movies, just like yeah. you said. I think that's why it kind of set that stage there. Yeah. Um, another one of the scenes that I re- I mean, I love the ending scene. Ending With everybody scene coming is, into the house. It, the ending scene is um, and it's him just him. Perfect. Him, like, realizing he's back where he's supposed to be, he's, you know, back. I, I, I like that um, there, There's probably been lot. nothing that's been parodied more than that. Merry Christmas, you know, uh, everything. And, like, like, I knew it was coming. And then the journey I've been on the entire movie when it got there, 
I, I didn't feel like a lick of like humor or tongue in cheek to it all. It felt very earned with what I just experienced. Yeah. And it was like every parody that I've ever heard of it just magically went away and it was the first time I heard it. Like it 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 really affected me. Yeah. Um I have more. So the the even I, I really like the, the the kid that played young George. Like I thought he channeled Jimmy Stewart in a really, really I great way. I thought he did a good job. Especially too. for a kid actor in the fucking mid forties. Yeah, I really liked the scene between him and Mr. Gower. Oh my god. That scene is amazing. It's amazing. Just oh, it just is really well done and you know, the kid is just so beside himself. When Mr. Gower's punishment so, yeah, he takes the punishment and it, it's it's crazy how the scene just turns, like, so, like, it's vicious into this, like, amazingly heartwarming thing. Apparently, the actor was legitimately potentially drunk. Cool. And also potentially, like, legitimately <laughs> caused the kid's ear to bleed. <laughs> so, don't do cool. the research on it. It'll ruin the scene. But when you're watching it, like, I was getting ready, like, I, I literally wrote my notes, Mr. Gower was an LVP for me. I, cause just cause like, it was like, oh, here comes like the, the grumbling, babbling drunk, you yeah. know, whatever. And then like you find out his son died and then you see like his acting with young George in that moment. I was like, okay, never fucking mind. This yeah. guy's great. Yeah. And then he just really po- po- popped in for the rest of the movie. Just kind of like a, Hey, you know, how's it going? Mr. Gower. So yeah, that, that scene is, that scene is great. Yeah. Uh, we, we kind of briefly touched on like the run at the, the run at the bank scene and you know. The mob at the building and loan trying yes. to like get their money out and, and his him. his speech and well and his, oh, his perseverance like his he's perseverance. standing at the door blocking this fucking guy wants two hundred and forty two fucking dollars and that's it fuck you dude that was that was the moment where I wrote down I was like people who want yep. w- people who just want and want and it's like, just well, what want do you need just want help and one man's controlling the entire system and and. One group of people are trying to fight. I was like, this sounds about right. It sounds about right. But, but you know, it's like, well, what, but what do you need? Like, not what do you want. Like, what do you need? $242. Yep. Oh, I, $20. Oh, $17.50. Like, you know, it was great. Did you read the trivia on that, by yeah, the way? Yeah, yeah, that it was improvised, and he that was his genuine reaction. There's a lot of little moments like that apparently it's sprinkled great. throughout the movie. But, just I like, mean, it, it makes it feel so genuine. It's, it's spontaneous and real. spontaneous and real, but, and it's done with such good actors like yeah i i thought that um that all like the main the main i know we talked about uh jimmy stewart but donna reed was great Great. as mary i I really did enjoy all of her scenes i thought she was really strong and very she she could share the scenes with him and that's important i felt like that character could very easily have been like a wet blanket and it wasn't it was it was fully fleshed out fully and 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 she brought so much to it and i think she had great reactions to things mr potter is one of the greatest cunts that's what i was gonna say i was like i hate him i hate him i hate him i hate him but he did it so well he portrayed it amazingly well and another amazing thing about this movie is it just kind of lets him win as well, and it doesn't matter. And that's kind of why it's a, a perfect... He invented the boom microphone. The guy who played Mr. Potter. Good. He invented he, the yeah, boom he, I believe, mic. Isn't he like Drew Barrymore's like great-grandfather yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah. Lionel Barrymore. Barrymore's, yeah. Um, 
Huh. But, like, it's a very, it's even more of an appropriate analogy that we've been discussing this whole time of, like, and it was a big deal back then, too, because back then, like, I don't know if it was the MPAA, but, like, they kind of had to, sh- like... They're supposed to show what show happens. They... Justice being brought yeah. on yeah. somebody that commits a crime, because that's essentially what he did, is is stole money from poor Uncle Billy... Of course it was Uncle Billy who fucked it up. Of course it was fucking Uncle Billy. The other thing I didn't get, what, was the strings around his fingers supposed to be like reminders for yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, so that's what people used to do that. They used to tie ribbons, strings around their fingers yeah. to remember things. But like, what if you forget what the string is for? Right, exactly, that's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. That's how people don't do it anymore. I was like, is this supposed to be like, Yeah, yeah, every <laughs> string is supposed to represent something to remember. So like when he's like, oh, I was supposed to call him. Like this string was supposed to remind him to call fuck him. that. I was like, just write the fucking thing down. Yeah, you, you, know, you know why. You're a planner. You know why uh, post-its became a thing then, right? <laughs> because people were tying fucking paper around their fingers like idiots yeah but no he does such an amazing job of in three or four scenes just being just such a fucking prick and that's what makes that that scene of of george going to him and being like i need your help and you just know where it's going you know that's exactly what he wanted he's the one who's orchestrated the entire time. I always was under the assumption that he got some kind of comeuppance. I thought at the end oh, of the yeah. movie, like, he, like they would have discovered it, but no, like, he's yeah. he's still kicking, and yeah. they're going to be combating each other forever now. So it's uh yeah that was that was something. Um, what other yeah, scenes did you have there? I mean, really great. Um, um, I really loved the, um, like you already mentioned, the banquet scene, um, the uh, graduation, I guess. The Charleston dance. The Charleston yeah. dance mm-hmm. scene. I really liked that. Um, I even yeah. like the, there was like there was the the war montage the war montage that showed. Um, like George obviously couldn't go fight in war because of, yeah, of his I like deafness, that. and like it shows how every single person had an impact, and like it shows you what they did, and then you see George like finding the fight at home as best he can. I was like, motherfucker! Like movies didn't do that back then. Yeah, like it the, was you so don't, you don't well, get really that. well done. Um, so well done. And then you got the full story, the full narrative, and I think that's why this movie works so well. Well, and you also realize like the other thing about this movie that's so great is it was kind of the first one that did this hypothetical, you know, go, I mean, obviously, like, a Christmas Carol was a thing. Christmas Carol's really the, the, the first one to ever do it of, you know, if, if... Past, present, future. Yeah, you know, like, it's a little different, but taking some kind of fantasy look at a person's life and what could and what has happened or whatnot. Uh, but this, I mean, has been copied... And parodied and yeah. used. I mean, like Back to the Future Two can go fuck itself now. You know what I mean? Because this is what it is: is going like going to this hypothetical world and seeing the impact. It, it, they do it in such a great way. They really do. And they Jimmy do. Stewart's reactions to each person, each time you see somebody, he's like, "Don't you get it now?" 
but he's just so distraught and just so emotional yeah. that he can't handle that, his mom not knowing him and Martini not knowing him and... and Giuseppe! <laughs> um, and, and, no, exactly. and Violet and all these other people, right. like... And, and, and the impact that he's had, like... And that's exactly what it is. It's like you don't know the impact until you take a step back. And, yeah. and you can't do that sometimes so, because you're living it, right? Like you're mm-hmm. in it. You're living your life. And, you know, this movie just puts it into perspective that, you know, even somebody who feels as though they're not accomplishing anything because they haven't been able to follow their dream of traveling and going to college and doing this and doing that. I mean, impacted an entire town of people. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's just beautiful. I'm a sucker for stories like that because I think it's so true. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, sorry, I'm getting emotional. Ah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just really just such a beautiful story. I just really love it because I think it's so true. It's like, you know, everyone is put here and where they are and everything happens for a reason and I think it helps build build everyone but um it's hard to you know see the forest for the trees so I really appreciated the way that they told that that story yeah I I I couldn't agree with you more um we have to name an LVP We've um, already named Jimmy Stewart as, as MVP. Yeah, I, I think I think Donna Reed did a great job. Yep. Lionel Barrymore, great job. Like you said, Uncle Billy, he he, he was just lovable. He, I, I really liked him. Um, there's not a lot. There is not a lot of people who I would give an LVP to. So in I, I have somebody, well, number one, if I could give it to somebody that wasn't a person, the fucking bird. Uh <laughs> The bird. What'd that crow do to you? That crow was obnoxious. It's apparently a a director's um, trademark? trademark of Frank Capra that I just hadn't picked up on in the past. But uh, yeah, the fucking bird was uh, annoying. Um, if I had to give it to somebody, I already referenced him, but hee-haw, fucking Sam Wainwright was just a little obnoxious. Um, if it wasn't... Was that the character? Yeah, I think the it was the guy. I think it was the guy a little bit. <laughs> I think it was the guy a little bit, especially because at the end, like, then he's just given George twenty five grand. Yeah, you know, I think it was the guy a little bit. Um, but like that—that's something that, like, I think because it's also like you surround yourself with good people. You know what I mean? It's sure. Like that, gen- that that genuine authenticity attracts genuine authenticity, and like, you know, you may not all of, like, the same case in movies or books or something, but in the soul, it's always still that that same good person. And so, like, oh, my friend's in trouble? Oh, I got the money? Here, take it. Kind of thing. Eh, he still wasn't for me. It's either him or Alfalfa. Because as soon as I heard Alfalfa's voice, I'm like, who the fuck is that obnoxious fuck? Who the fuck is I, this And then guy? I saw him, and I was like, oh, look at that guy. And then I saw his alfalfa, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, oh, man, he died, like, really young. What happened to this guy? Did he kill himself or something? No, he died in his sleep. Oh, he was fatally, no, he was fatally shot by a dispute over money. Alfalfa got oh, killed. Oh, alfalfa. I thought you were talking about Sam Wainwright. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, th- those would be my two. 
Either one. It's fine. I don't think Alfalfa was impactful enough to this Yeah, story. I'm going to give it to Wayne Ray. I'm going to give it to Frank Albertson. Um, mostly just for the hee-haw thing. Like, <laughs> like hee-haw. Bing bong. Um, Who? What? Byron. Oh. <laughs> Byron. Who? Byron. Who? Byron. Who? Bailey. Because <laughs> you get it, it's for this movie. You can keep going, keep talking. I hate this movie now, thanks. You ruined <laughs> this movie for me. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I... Has there ever been another movie like this where you're mad it took you this long to discover? Because now I feel like a poser. Like, it's now like Christmas time, I'm going to put this movie on all the fucking time. Because like, I also think it's a very rewatchable movie. Um... Because I've seen it once. I want to pick up on more things. No, for sure. Has there been anything else like that? Not that I can recall. Maybe Life of Pi I really enjoyed. Yeah, but like that, that had been out like a couple of years. Like yeah. this is 70 years. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> like no. more than that. No, um, I think if you go back and listen, I'm not a huge fan of some of the older movies that we've done. And uh, yeah. like the other older movies like Gone with the Wind and we haven't done yet. But Wizard of Oz and stuff like yeah, mm-hmm. I've been watching them, but I don't know. It's like I don't know because some of the thing, some of the movies from that era get a really bad rap because they are that cheese and schmaltz and not so great. Well, I think also some of them just haven't aged well. Well, that that like too. This, this ages well because it, of the the times we live in, but also they've created a story that that you can relate to it. No matter in what so many year different it ways. Is. Like, yeah, no I'm gonna I'm gonna relate to this a lot differently in ten or fifteen years as a rich asshole like Mr. Potter. No. Um as you you grow with this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of anything in the recent past that that I've I've had that same Also, th- there's a lot of references in this, so I talked about the ones that everyone knows, you know. You know, throw a lasso around it, movie house, bell rings. There were others in this movie. I had no idea that, like, it came from this movie. The biggest one being Zuzu Petals. Uh, do you recognize Zuzu Petals? No. At all? No. Zazie Beats? No. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> What's Zuzu Petals? Zuzu Petals is the the damsel in distress in the adventures of Ford Fairlane. That's the character's name is Zuzu Petals. <laughs> and I knew Why that. Why would I know that? Because we watched that movie. Right. But it was an awful movie and I've forgotten everything but one scene in that movie. So never forget. Rest in peace, Koala. He wasn't dead. He was dead. No, he wasn't. That was his koala. You didn't think we'd kill the koala, did you? Ow! One more time back in the house, baby. Andrew Nice Clay, how woken up are you? Well, she deserved to be woken up, but that's not nice. Oh, no. I'll sing her back to sleep. Oh, did I actually wake her up? <laughs> yes. I apologize. I'll take my leave. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Even harder when we sleep on the same floor now. <laughs> we'll have to record downstairs. I guess. Um... Yeah, I, I recognized right away. I was like, Zuzu Petals, that's, what's her name? From Also, I knew that character ahead of time from, from the movie. Uh, 
But there was something else, too, that I was like, oh, that's what that's from. And now I'm going to forget it. So, shit. Giuseppe. <laughs> it was not Giuseppe. It was not the feature Camelucci child. Giuseppe. Um, I also, I think in the previous notion, I always thought that the angel was going to be black. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> I think that's actually great. Well, no, because I think, I think... Because it was Clarence? What do you think? Partially named Clarence, and number two, because there's that, like, magical black person, like, like trope that I think even existed, like, kind of back then. Um, or it's still, like... No, nobody knows what you're talking about. Like, that's... What do you mean? That doesn't exist. Oh, very much exists. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it, it really didn't get spotlighted until decades later when Spike Lee kind of pointed it out after Green Mile, after Bagger Vance, after a lot of those things of like, for, in his words, not mine, like the magical Negro trope of just like, here's this individual who can solve all the white person's problems while they're still on a pedestal d- directly underneath everybody. I thought that that potentially came from this. And even that surprised me in that it didn't. And it was just nice and innocent and fine. So I didn't even need to address it. But I'm just talking about my inner monologue as I watch movies as a pessimistic asshole into but, 2022. But, but I think that's also like, you know, I try my best to be as optimistic as I can, as happy as I can. Like, I always try to stay positive. I think it's so important. And I think I enjoyed this movie so much. It just made me happy. It made me be able to forget about all that other stuff, all that other pessimistic stuff, but... Yeah, it was definitely the right time for us to watch this movie after the past week or so. It definitely was, but I think, you know, that's part of the the attraction of the movie because it does... It doesn't, like, transport you to another world. It's like this world, but better, kind of. Like, you know, it's... So so I think that's why I liked it a lot um, because... I try to embody that the same, you know, aura that that George Bailey has. I do. Don't give me that look. The way you put it, I try to embody George Bailey on a daily basis. No, I said his aura. His aura on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just an amazing feel good movie. It, it's, it is. I really love it. Yeah, even just reading through some of like the trivia was great. Like, uh, they had a marksman on set to help in the scene where they're throwing the uh, mm-hmm. the rocks and Donna Reed didn't need it she played baseball that's the other scene I liked that almost made me cry the honeymoon scene oh. the honeymoon scene is so beautiful of he like they have all their money to go and finally do and what he wanted to together and they have to use their money to save their business and save the, the town up. and then she takes him to kind of where they had like their first date, not a date but their first interaction together and dresses it up into this like beautiful moment where they end up like taking that house and building it into their home. It's like that's so amazing. Like it's 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 so sweet. It's, you really are romantic. I, I'm a big I'm a softy. Yeah, just not to me. What's going on? Yeah, you would have tits. Uh, it's been fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, I know. God, they, <laughs> yeah, they just got married. That was like your two or three for them. That's what four kids idiots mm. uh, uh, Uncle Billy let's change Jillian's name to Zuzu Uncle I'm alright uh, Uncle Billy drunkenly leaving the uh, the uh, not the wedding the uh, what is he leaving oh kind of like the party for when uh, Harry comes back 
and like he knocked something over that was all improvised as well like he wasn't actually supposed to do that a crew member had dropped something and they just rolled with it um yeah it's just I could read about this movie it's great on and on and on it's it's captivating to me this is this has definitely been I think our biggest what what all have we done in this this like series unofficially and officially well, we did Schindler's List, which I had seen before, but we just didn't own because it was a weird movie to be like, oh, yes, I just want to put this on at some point. Um, but everything else we'd kind of done. Well, Goodfellas. The, yeah. Turns out IMDb knows what it's talking about with uh, its ratings and its movies. I mean, we've had like Seven Samurai is good. I wasn't. The, I thought The Good, Bad, The Ugly was pretty overrated. Um, but for the most part, what we've experienced has been pretty good. So I'm looking They're forward to Interstellar now. Yeah. Anything else on It's a Wonderful Life? No, I think we covered it. Um, but man, $45 a week. He was proud he made $45 a week. Could you imagine he made $45 a week? That's like... What? I almost make $45 an hour. <laughs> like, seriously, but that... I mean, maybe maybe we should go back to that. Times were simpler. Yeah, I, I think in the opening scene when he's working at Mr. Gower's, what is uh-huh. what is Violet or Mary buy? Shoelaces, right? Well, no, no, licorice. Oh, well, yeah, it was yeah, licorice. licorice. It was two cents. <laughs> fucking give me all the fucking licorice. Two cents now costs more money to make than it is worth. Like yeah. two cents or like five cents. Yeah, which is why they're trying to get rid of coins. But that's neither here nor there in the parameters of this story. Um... Yeah, I mean, I just thought it. This movie was so well done. I think I'm ready to score it. Cool. Are you? Okay. I just thought it was very well done. The acting we said was great. The story, visually, it was great. They they developed great characters, fleshed them out. You related to them. The villain, ugh, disgusting, vile. But I just really, really love this movie. I'm going to give this movie a ten. I thought You're it was it a ten as well. Amazing. I'm so mad that I. Took this long to watch it. Yeah, it's it's like, very rare that I can be surprised by a movie that's been out for a three quarters of a century. Oh, and man. yeah, when you put it in that regard, but it hit me in all the right ways. I'm actively mad. I have not had this in my life up until now, but I almost feel like it is appropriate that this is when I'm now getting it as I'm on the precipice of, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of what George has gone through in this movie and accomplishing it myself and kind of getting it, understanding it at this age in my life, Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of appropriate and and nice. So it's one of the most most well-rounded, perfect movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It really is. And and I mean, like, I think you said it best, like, it just felt so modern. And it had, like... Heart and humor had like everything. I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, agreed. I, well, yeah. once you we go, Jimmy the, Stewart. Once, oh, well, thank you. There, <laughs> it's Don Knotts. <laughs> oh, Don Knotts and Jimmy Stewart. You know, same thing. Sure, uh, sure, yeah. Exactly. So after not having any last year, we have two perfect ten movies this year. We've 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 been on a pretty good run. Wow. So uh, we'll fuck it all up next week, I think, with Ready Player One. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I'm correct. Great. And then, and then abduction. <laughs> so I will say, so we may, 
there may be a change coming to the schedule because uh, my research for what was streaming, either things changed changed or I just totally misread and fucked it up. So Ready Player One uh, is on Hulu, but it was only like Hulu like Alive, which we have, so I've recorded it. But it would assumably be edited for TV. I don't know how much like would realistically be edited out of Ready Player One. So maybe a little different when we watch it next week. We may have to pivot and for 401 do abduction, which is truly, truly streaming on HBO Max anytime we want it. But I really don't want abduction to be the first movie we watch in our new house. Oh yeah, no. The first movie we watched here was the, uh, the Princess Bride. I don't want to start a new house with abduction. Similarly, Silver Linings Playbook, when you when I selected it, was available for streaming on Netflix, and now it is not. So in two weeks' time, we may have to do something else if we haven't unpacked the movies by then, which odds are we have not. So uh, yeah, because we're not taking time off. Yeah, so bear with us the next couple weeks. Ready Player One and Abduction will most definitely be our next two episodes. It just depends on what order we do them in and whatnot. Or if we do legitimately take a break for a week or two because uh, we're moving into a fucking giant house with a lot of shit and we're still working. It's a wonderful life. It really is. It is. For a mullet. That's, nope, not, not, we can't, well, no, what, what, four episodes. That was a really great way to end it. You should have done the plugs earlier. Well, I didn't. You fucked up. It was a wonderful life. <laughs> Twas a wonderful life. No longer a wonderful life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Married W Movies on Twitter. Married Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Where, uh, oh, actually, no, I don't think it's going to be there. It's going to be elsewhere. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to the Blank Slate podcast, because very soon there'll be an episode between myself, Samantha, and Rich, where we very, very late and very, very uh, inebriatedly uh, did a fantasy draft. I just ate the whole time. Yep, of uh, a concept we're working on that's blatantly stealing another concept that we don't care. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck them. but, but there may be other things hitting Patreon that are similar, so make sure you're subscribed to Patreon so you don't miss any of those. At your host, Small38 on Instagram, for me, for you. At Jam with your Sam. And also for me, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. I may be missing this week because I don't know if I'm going to have time tomorrow to type out what's going on, but the next uh, edition will be World War Three, nineteen ninety six. 1996. Uh, three ring battle royal, Tope Adabanjo's favorite event. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's a that's a series wrap on sixty three seventy five Blue Night Lane. Don't send us anything because we're although we are getting our mail forwarded. You could feel free to still send us stuff. Slide into my DMs if you want to know. No, the... Why you always tell people <laughs> to do that shit? It's been a while. It's been a while. But, yeah. Okay. I'm sure. Nobody DMs me. Rich sends me toy pictures. Fuck you, Rich. It is weird, though, because it's like rubber fists. <laughs> for mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Oh, That's no. how we go out. No, rubber wait. fists. No, we'll catch you next time on a different couch. With a different movie. <laughs> hey!
to my big brother George, the richest man in town. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.